Uh, okay, yeah, you were asking me about the virtual fellowship, right? D- doesn't your Chinese virtual fellowship start soon? Uh, in August, it will begin. In August. So okay. when this episode drops, I'll probably be either grading or or working on a lecture. Have you been the contacting them in the meantime, or is it just like we'll chat when you start? I'm still waiting for my roster. Still waiting for my roster and my uh, finalized schedule. So you're going to be teaching the same class, but is there a problem once again, Chad? No, I'm just double checking. You're going to be te- <laughs> you're going to be teaching the one of my favorite phrases to hear. The keep talking, because uh, then I'm like, oh god, I don't have anything to say. So um, you're still going to be teaching the same level of students. No, I'll okay. be teaching. I'll be teaching graduate students, and we'll be going that's even over. higher. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah, uh, and these will be. Does uh, that make you nervous? No, I'm excited. The, uh, in in theory, do you feel like you have to bring another level to the game of 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 uh, excellence or knowledge? Yes, and so do they. Wow, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, graduate students, you they should know more. You should expect more of them, and they should be able to do more. So yeah, one one hundred percent, Jared. Yeah, um, and I, and I'm excited. I'm really curious to see what level English uh, these students will have. Uh, because in China, it really can vary. Uh, I had some students that were juniors, so these would have been two or three years younger than the graduate students I'll be teaching, mm-hmm. um, who some of them had remarkable English skills, and others could barely sure. could barely you know communicate a, an idea in a coherent. But could manner. they write a paper? Oh yeah, of course. A, a lot a lot of my Chinese students were able to read and write very good. Did, very, very were, are they? Were, would they? Um, or did you have students that would resort to? Um, just translator could you tell if it was just copied and pasted into translator i had some, that sometimes that sometimes classes. you can you can definitely tell without a doubt i mean there's it's just the, the wording is awkward you can tell from like someone who's learning english and makes mistakes versus a translator's mistake yeah sure if that sure, makes sure. sense i had a friend that I, I mean i guess he's still my friend I have, although after i tell this story i'm i'm disowning him uh, in college, occasionally, he would write up his entire German paper. Oh, I know who this is. In I English, think. copy and paste it into Google Paste, yep, and take it to our uh, <laughs> our teaching assistant and ask her to proofread it. Was it Anna? Was it Anna? Which which teaching assistant was it? Um, Do you remember? It was the the second one. Who was not, the first one? I remember was I think Esther. Okay. But it was the one after that. Okay, so th- oh, that would have been yeah. I forget her name now. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I don't okay. remember who Anna that's, is. That's too. That's too funny. She was our senior year. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I don't know if I year. took a German. I don't know. I don't know if I interacted with the TA much. Right. Maybe. I, I, maybe I didn't take a German right. class then because I was already done with German. Right. I was. I was still living in the international house, so I. I, I mm. became friends with her. She. She was cool. Um, shout out to Anna if you're. <laughs> if you're listening, probably. I guess not, so. Right. Since um, you've uh, neglected to ruin us, I figured mm-hmm. we should set ourselves straight with a theme song. Oh, all right. So, all right. That's fair. I don't try to sabotage all of our podcasts, Jared. Just some of them. No, I'm just messing. Probably for the best anyway. That's right. That's right. Jared's done with his cold brew, I think. Are you done with it? Or is there still some left? A little more left. All right. That means Jared has a little bit more juice for us today, people. Yeah. So squeeze that juice, people. But if the juice is not worth the squeeze, don't bother squeezing it. That's all I got to say about that, Jared. Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 219, and today we are going to talk about some funny or ridiculous excuses, Uh, and these could be excuses teachers have gotten from their students, 
uh, perhaps some excuses Jared and I have maybe made in our lives because look, nobody's perfect. And a key to making excuses, even true excuses that are ridiculous, is to own up to them. So we're going to talk about that today. Should be a really fun and exciting episode. And I'm really curious to hear what Jared's thoughts are on some of these excuses. You know, Jared doesn't take any slack, no BS from anybody. Uh, so I'm curious to hear what uh, what Jared's got to say. So without further ado, my good buddy Jared, what's going on, Jared? Sup, dude. My, um, I think my style of, of excuses are like white lie excuses. What's a white lie excuse? Or it's like, this doesn't hurt anyone. I'm not covering anything up per se. But, but, does it not hurt mm. anyone? I mean, that's, it's always the, the question, right? But yeah, white lies, yeah, just a small minute, you know, oh, did you, did you do your, did you do the laundry? Oh yeah, of course, mom. You know, <laughs> yeah, you didn't do your laundry, you know, or, or did you, did you finish your homework yesterday? Of course, mom. You know, no. Yeah, like, sure, sure. Um, but yeah, no, I, I. Some of them get ridiculous, and and I and I'm definitely also something I want to talk about is the fact that now I feel like we're starting to see like a pattern of uh, Ooh, excuses. Wh- you know, what do you social mean? Social media excuses. Oh, interesting. What I'm talking okay. about, or like okay. you know, we talked about apologies recently. I feel like a lot of these apologies always come with the similar s- stipulations or excuses. Um, but uh, before we get into that, please, Pajalsta. That's Russian for please. Follow us on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast, Twitter, Untranslatable One, the number one. You could also please um, give us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. You could also watch us on YouTube. We're back outside. The storm has passed. We're safe. Thank you for asking. Thank you for the cards <laughs> that came to our P.O. box. I win the flowers. The, uh, yes. Thank you. That was very nice. Chad really liked the lilies. How did you know? How did you know that was his favorite flower? Um, that storm was crazy. I had uh, coworkers that lost their power. Mm. I have not, and now knock on wood, I guess. Um, I have not. I can't reach it. Oh well, there it goes. I'm about to lose power. I have not yep. lost power in a long time, mm. like years. You'll have to text your partner after the podcast to make sure there's still power at your place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if I not, just got to text. Stay here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We we've lost power a few times. Which can how does th- that happen? What uh, is happening? I'm not I don't sure. why am I asking you this question? I'm not sure yet. You, you've been coming to me with a lot of difficult questions. I appreciate it, but mm. uh, I definitely don't know the answer to it. I mean, I am the one with the facts, apparently. Yes. So. I'm the one who tries to take a stab at things. Remember, that's why you're the fat guy. So <laughs> the fact guy, not the fat guy. Jared is in fantabulous shape, people. But anyways, um, hey, I, I, think it's, I think it's because of like uh, something in the grounding of the electricity and, and there's like not a connection or something. Hmm. On the grid, I don't know. I'm, I'm just throwing out buzzwords. That sounded yep. good. Yeah, the grid, the, the grounding grid. on the grid gets dis- disconnected. Disconnected, man. No, no power. Well, I'm glad we actually survived. I did not forget about when we were sitting here and we saw a lightning strike mm. and a thunderbolt. Um, a lightning strike and thunderbolt. Is that what I meant to say? Thunderbolt and a lightning. Well, and um, yeah, either way, and we could hear it through our microphones. Yeah, that was crazy. And I'm like, this and, is it, it. and it crackled a little bit. Yeah, I was yeah. like, this is it. But it, it was worth it, worth the risk, I would say. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah, although I do think I might have a slight uh, inner ear issue now. Mm. I'm not going to lie. Well, that's just because I've been talking too loud in the mic. Mm. Mm. You know, and just talking too much in general. That's the thing, Jared. You know, I think uh, it's really important to learn how to listen better. I've been trying to learn more about how to just how to listen to people because I, I'm an extrovert, so I talk a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes I talk too much think so mm-hmm. i i've definitely i've definitely i definitely feel like i talk too much too 
and I could be a better listener. Mm. Although I, I, that's not how I am at like work and stuff. Like I'm pretty good at not talking at work. Not pretty good, but it's just easier for me to be like, eh, I don't need to contribute at work for some reason. Right. That's fair. Well, should we uh, give some shout outs? Yeah, dude, let's some do love. it. Let's do it. All right. My, uh, my first shout Spread out today love. goes out to the Czech Republic. Uh, I don't know if the you've Czech heard Republic. about this, but uh, Czech Republic or Czechia, as they're officially called, they are Is that how they say it there? Uh, Chesko. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so it's officially called Czechia, but that's not... Oh, sorry. I stepped on you. Uh, Chad's dog. My dog, yeah. But that's not what... She's y- chilling. Uh, you can actually see. There, sh- there she is. Can you see her? Oh, yeah. There's her head. This is <laughs> she's our... Un- oh, she's gone now. She's um, our official podcast. So it's now. called Czechia, but that's not what the Czech people call it. Right. Well, I've, I hear Czech Republic. I hear Czechia. Czech it, people call it Czech Republic? Mm-hmm. Okay. In, in, in English, yeah. Oh, in English. In English, sure, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah. But anyways, my whole point for giving them a shout out is they are actually allowing um, partners and spouses who have been separated for months because of this pandemic mm. to return back to the Czech Republic. Obviously, there are some stipulations. Uh, I'm sure there's probably at least a two-week quarantine. You probably have to take a coronavirus test. <laughs> my hand um, slipped. You're good. Uh, so, so yeah. So, but I think that's really great. You know, I think a lot of a lot of countries still are not letting people have been separated for months and months and months. Yeah, uh, and they haven't been able to kind of repatriate. They're testing to their people countries. and stuff. Pro- yeah, yeah, I would assume so. I mean, I know I remember when we had David on the podcast. He was telling us that uh, he had a checkup and he got a coronavirus test, no problem. Have you ever been tested? I haven't. Not Me neither. Not yet. Here and here we are, Jared. If one of us haven't, we're asymptomatic. We are probably screwed. That's true. Yep. But That's true. Uh, we do it for the pot, I guess. And uh, no, that's not why we do it. <laughs> no, no, because I don't want to say that. Because I do no, think we at no, least we're being still safe. do take effort. Like yeah. we're, we're the only people that we see. And my uh, partner that I live with really leaves the house less than I do. Right, and I and, really and I don't the leave the house either. You know, I'm here working, playing music, doing podcasts. Yeah, it's pretty nice here. I can't complain too much, Jared. I yeah, really dude. Can't. So, uh, so. They're allowing people into their countries, what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, back into the Czech Republic. Right, well, shout out for that. Yeah, I, th- I that. think that's really amazing. Yeah. Are they, they're not the only country doing that, though, I don't think. Pro- probably not, but at least that's one that I read about. And So, like, is this, are these people that were, like, away on vacation or something? And so, they're like, oh, now we got caught? And some people, some people, yeah, went uh, for travels, for vacations, some for business trips, and then the pandemic happened. Hmm. Uh, you know, so... Yeah, it's it's really interesting that uh, I I have friends, you know, international students that are still stuck in the U.S. and they can't go anywhere. Sure. Uh, and what do you do though? Wait, you know, they're, wait, they're still in China? N- no, they're stuck in the U.S. Oh, stuck in the U.S. Stuck and they in can't the U.S. Go anywhere. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Um, but you know, same thing. Either way, you know, a yeah. lot of places people aren't going anywhere, and which is good. I think to have mass transit right now, unless everyone, unless you can test people before they travel. And yeah. people honestly are going to not travel if they're sick. And you know there yeah, are selfish people. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I think right now it's, look, I would love to be able to travel, mm-hmm. but it's right now I don't think it's necessarily safe. I don't understand you the know? people that, because there are people, there. I've heard stories that like knowingly have COVID and right, they're going and they to like travel. family gatherings. Right. Or they're like, oh yeah, I went to this big oh, I party at my. You know, <laughs> is what they say. It's terrible. Yeah. It's like, would you do that if you had the flu? And if you would, you're still a terrible person. Yeah, it's agree. like that's just such an odd thing to do when you when you you're knowingly very sick. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not good. And like, I mean, there was a story right when everything started in January. I heard a story of a woman um, from China who flew to. You can find it online. She flew to uh, France mm-hmm. for uh, Chinese New Year or for like holidays, 
and uh, for vacation. And she apparently, I don't, we don't know if she had it or not, but apparently she was feeling really ill. Uh, I don't remember if she was from Wuhan or where she was from, mm. but she took a bunch of like, um, I forget what they're called, but it's a type of medication that will lower your body temperature. So if you're fighting a fever, if you have a fever, it will lower your body temperature. Uh, I know like even ibuprofen, like uh, Advil or, or Motrin or things like that can also do that. I wonder if we're going to see an increase of mask wearing with uh, the, uh, the, pr- uh, the president's um, message to wear pa- to be patriotic and wear a mask. I wonder if that would actually Probably help. Not. I'm, it would help immensely, but I don't think we're going to see it, unfortunately. But even though he said it, he did say that. Yeah, but do you see him? I, th- I think the issue the issue is is that because he is tested all the time, mm-hmm. he, he doesn't actually and really he's only feel around the need. people that are getting tested, probably. Right, right. So he doesn't really. He, so anytime you see him on television, for the most part, he doesn't have a mask on. Mm-hmm. But you see him with other people. So what does, what does that tell the normal person who doesn't really think about what they see? Sure, of course. It tells them course. that, oh, he, he can be around other people not wear a mask. Why do I need to wear one? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and, and look, I know they're not convenient. I know they're not always comfortable. But I would rather have my health and my family's health in check uh, and wear a mask and try to do what I, what I can do to prevent things mm-hmm. than, you know, the inverse is pretty terrible. You know, you lose a family member. You lose a friend. You die. You know? Yeah. Um, wow. It's, you know, and anyways. Did you see, uh, do you know who Dave Portnoy is of Barstool Sports? I've heard the name before. Oh, he interviewed uh, the president. It was, it was something. How was it? Oh, really? It oh, was, was that the one where, where he was talking about his, uh, his dementia test he took and how great he was at I it? I think he might have mentioned that. It was, I don't watch yeah. all of it. I can only watch bits of it. Yeah, I can only stand so much, it, it was, too. Uh, it was, it was something. It, it, right. it, it really started to feel like we're living in a cartoon or something. Right. <laughs> Speaking of making ridiculous excuses. Excuses, by the way. Oh wow! That man, I'm gonna shots fired right there. I guess. Yeah. But I'm gonna say it. I mean, I think he has made some ridiculous excuses, but a lot of politicians do. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's. I guess it's kind of part of being a politician in some regards. But yeah, and but it's so yeah. crazy. Every time, um, even in our state here in Michigan, every time Gretchen Whitmer, our, our governor, puts in some stronger uh, ruling about uh, like masks or shutdown. Immediately after you see like recall Gretchen Whitmer, it's trending in Michigan on Twitter, and it's doesn't like, surprise me. And it's like, what? what how is, is that such a weird response for everyone to have? Where it's like, what? I don't know. I don't know. It, it's it's shock. It's it is really shocking. Yeah. And I wonder, man, I don't know. Say it. I just wonder where this is gonna go. Yeah. It's well. That's the thing is. I think uh, I, I hate to say, but I worry that we may be on the beyond the point of no return. Hmm. Um, this is going to be up there with one of the top. It's going to be around for a while. And it will be it will be around here longer, I think, than it will other countries. I, I could be wrong. Speaking of excuses, mm-hmm. I am really sick of using like the uh, when I, it is, does kind of bother me when people use um, the uh, like a vaccine as an out to it. You know, right. as soon as we get a vaccine, just as soon as we get a vaccine, and I'm like, I'm not expecting that to come anytime soon really. not at least probably until 2021 and that's even if it's safe right you know um yeah and it's it, what is most difficult about everything is that um i think had we have taken this more seriously in the beginning mm-hmm. uh, maybe things would look differently but hindsight's always maybe. 2020 maybe. you know it's really easy to 
play that game, and that can be a dangerous game to play, Jared, and it doesn't really help anybody. But, yeah. but hopefully more people will mask up. I think uh, I think people are realizing it. I feel kind of like a hypocrite saying it here while I talk to you without a mask, but uh, we're outside. There is a breeze, and uh, as you said, we do take precautions as well. Sometimes I feel bad when I put the video up, but mm-hmm. I, but but at the same time, I'm never really concerned coming over here. Right. Because I, 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 I know that we don't see anyone else, you know? Exactly. And, and I also feel that, um, I don't know, yeah, it's, a, it's not only a trust thing, but I think it's also just a... Like uh, a logic kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. And, and we really try to avoid recording inside unless we really have to. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so, so yeah, I think, I think the, the issue is now is that we have, you look at countries like New Zealand or Taiwan, um, even some parts of South Korea, you know, uh, and a lot of parts in China where things are, quote unquote, back to normal. Obviously, people are wearing masks. There are certain restrictions. I know in a lot of those countries, they have some type of health tracking app, mm-hmm. um, which honestly, I, I'm not that opposed to. Um, not that I like the idea of putting health information in an app, but at the same time, there's so much other personal information that's out there that people can obtain anyways. Did you hear about, or did you see the video of the, of the, um, the uh, like inboarding process in South Korea if you're coming from a different country? They have like a self or like a quarantine process. Mm-hmm. They put you up into a hotel. They bring you like these three, me- these, the, uh, three, three meals, meals a, a day. day mm-hmm. that you have to download an app. <clears throat> and um, if you delete the app, uh, they come looking for you, and apparently, I don't know what kind of system there is, but at a certain point, if you delete the app like twice or whatever, I don't know what it is exactly. But essentially, like you got to leave, and they have like mm-hmm. um, you know, put you in this hotel room, and then you sit there for two weeks, and then uh, and then you're good to go. Apparently, right? It was like that in China before uh, they shut the borders as well, because I talked to a few people and have seen some videos with people who went to China when yeah when they started to restrict restrict travel more. Wow. Um, yeah, beautiful butterfly, right? Beautiful yeah. butterfly. I mean, I can one. tell you, man, when I when I left China, I I had no quarantine. Uh, I mean, yes, I was in Bali, but you know, I was, you know, I was at my mid year conference. But I also would like to think that, you know, I took the necessary precautions once I knew in Beijing. You know, when I was there, um, I was making sure if if I left the apartment, I was wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we took all necessary precautions. Was very careful when I traveled. I never felt ill. I never had a temperature. None of that. I know it can be asymptomatic. I know. Um, but, yeah, so it's it's pretty crazy, though, Jared. I mean, and I think it, it'll be like that for a while. But it's just it blows my mind to think when I came back to the U.S., if I would have <laughs> been sick, like, I could have gotten so many people sick and they never would have known who, who it was. Yeah. Nowadays, you know? especially I listen to a lot of podcasts, I hear people coming out being like, I think I had it in January. Right. I think I had it in February before yep. it was a thing here. Yeah. Well, February, it was already a thing here. Oh, was it? Yeah. Was I, the, think, okay. I think our first doc, well, I think our first couple of documented cases were maybe end of February. I mean, it was definitely a thing here before there were documented right. cases, right. of course. But Right. Well, it was funny, though, Jared. I had a, a job interview a couple days ago. Uh, maybe more news on that later. We'll find out. Uh, fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. But we, we were talking about how, um, you know, it's, it's been difficult to transition fully online uh, for a lot of schools and universities and stuff. But we were talking about how, you know, I, I was one of the first people when this pandemic happened to lose yeah. my job. You know, and, it, and it's and it's really crazy just because uh, I never would have thought, you know, in, in all my years of, of living abroad and teaching and, and even just being in college, I never would have thought something like this would or could have happened. It's just so crazy. Is this the first time you've 
um, like really actively pushed your your like virtual teaching skills? Like in in interviews and stuff, do you bring up? I really need to stop. All right, <laughs> that hit that ham horn one more time. <laughs> oh god, there that terrified go. me. <laughs> <coughs> do you? Um, what the hell were we talking about? Uh, we're talking about uh, teaching. Right. Online. Oh, oh yeah. You, yeah. Online Are you like actively like touting your uh, online teaching abilities all of a sudden? I wouldn't say actively touting, but I am trying to paint them a fair picture of my experience. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say. I mean, yeah. I've taught German online. I've taught ESL online. Uh, I think it'd be fun to try to teach guitar online. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. But I think it would be difficult because uh, playing an instrument is a different process, I think, than speaking a language. You need a good camera. Yes. Because you really need to be able to see their hands. Right. Right. But the, the other issue, though... But you also you need to see, like, their body. Right. Yeah. So, so A real good camera setup, like a four-angle, like exactly. maybe a producer that can switch from camera. Right. Show me camera three. I want to see uh, your shoulder placement. Exactly. Where's <laughs> the thumb? Camera two, please. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but... But it, it's got to be possible, right? What, what's like possible? Like teaching, on, teaching uh, guitar online, yeah, of course, or, or any instrument online, really. Yeah. yeah, but I think that I think uh, I think there's a steeper learning curve because. Do you see job openings for that now? When you just look around the the classifieds? Not really. I I'm actually surprised, and I mentioned this in the interview that I'm really surprised that I haven't seen more um, positions popping up for online teaching. Mm. Like I've seen some but not really to the extent that I think there's a need or even just online assistance because there's going to be a lot of universities, what they're doing, I think, is they are offering in-person classes which are either socially distanced or they are like one-on-one kind of private studies, you know, Mm -hmm. something like that, um, which you can only do so many of. So you have to move the classes somewhere if you want to How do you do a socially distanced, like, lesson? Uh, you would probably limit the number of students in a room, and you would have them sit in certain seats. Oh, I see what you're saying. I yeah. see what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, that's that's. Uh, I would assume that's the concept. But anyways, um, the, the whole point of this was that um, there's a big need right now for people to help teachers move and adjust to teaching online. But I haven't really seen that yet in mm. advertisements and stuff. But is that like a new, is that like a brand new sort of even field? That's I think, never been breached I think before. it's not necessarily new. I think it's just there's more demand. Right, sure, sure. There's sure, just sure. more demand. I don't think it's actually new at all. I think the pandemic has caused the field to change um, just because of out of necessity. I mean, think about all the school teachers that went from their normal school week to school is closed and I have to teach mm-hmm. from my living room. Especially like, uh, you know, I hate to be ageist, but older teachers, you right. know. Right. Right. Like, well, yeah. What? Well, even for us, there's still some learning right. curve, you know, for new technology. Sure, of course. You know, I was telling you about my new... Oh, I know, Chad. My, Trust me. I've done a podcast with you. Right. There's a learning curve for there's new technology. J- just a little bit. Just a little <laughs> bit. But I think, I think the, the nice thing about online teaching is there are a lot of different aspects. If, if your students have access to, have good internet access and have a decent device to use, mm-hmm. because those are two very important pieces of the puzzle that I also think... We need to address. Um, honestly, I'm really curious to see what's going to happen come August and September when a lot of states will try to take kids back to school. I hate to say this, man, and I know this sounds really dark and bleak, but I really think they're taking kids to the slaughterhouse. These poor children are mm-hmm. going to get, they're going to catch it. They may be asymptomatic or, or they may eventually get sick. And, and some of these kids will have lifelong health issues because of it. Yeah. You know, some kids may die. Some family members may die. Teachers are definitely going to die if you're around that many kids. And this is a, if this is, you know, an air, you know, airborne, 
uh, aerosol type of virus, mm. uh, you know, it's 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 dangerous. Uh, this could be the next Spanish flu, you know. That's what that's what some people say. So we'll we'll see. But I think I think a lot of I think it's the really issue exposing that's that's the thing. Yeah, about it. it really exposes you, weaknesses and yes, like arrogances. Yes. You know, you know what it really exposes as well, and where the money is too. Yes, where the money is, the weaknesses, and it also exposes. Um, Jeff our, Bezos. Our priorities as well. Yeah, that too. Our pri- yeah, sure. Of our course. priorities, our weaknesses, as you mentioned. Oh, I had another one. I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. The Jeff Bezos was a kind yeah, of a funny sorry. crack. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's just going to be dangerous. There's mm-hmm. no way about it. Uh, and oh, this is what I wanted to say. Uh, I think we have been in the United States the entire time everything has been happening. A lot of governors, a lot of states, and the federal government has been taking a very reactive approach to everything. Yeah. But the problem with reacting to anything is you will never get ahead of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're always reacting. You're chasing it. Exactly. You're chasing it. You need to be active, Mm -hmm. proactive. You need to. Stop it in its tracks. Exactly. You need to have, you know, take presumptive measures, preventative measures rather, to, to make sure that nothing bad will happen. Um, and, and or minimize is, it, like in the sort of also run it out of, as a business thing. Like that's even still standard business practice, you know. Right. To have like a, a rainy day fund, or you know, what if you know demand goes down, we need to at right. least have some. Ideally, you know, especially big companies. Right. Like, all right, we need to have some sort of reserve and some my, sort of way my to question pay people. Is, my question is about the companies getting a reserve. Why? Why is it we expect people to have this amount of reserve and most don't? And then when something terrible like this happens, they don't really get very much support. Right. The big you companies know? do that with the small right. business loans. But then the big <laughs> companies have millions of dollars of profits year on year, and they can't save any of that for a rainy day fund. That's what confuses me a little bit. You know? Yeah. And I know it's not that clear cut and that simple. Sure. But but that that is sort of the that is sort of the way for business. Even like a company like Tesla, for example. Like the way they survive is sort of that hype and that constant mm-hmm. inflow of of money. Like like they really do survive on hype, and I think that like a lot of companies in general today are surviving on hype and like more new, 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 and that's like so consume. You, yeah, you need to consume, Jared. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's pretty crazy. Are we gonna do some untranslatables? Yeah, let's do or it. Do you have let's any? We're gonna talk more about how we're all doomed. Uh, no, but but uh, that was a very long tangent to our uh, shout out for the Czech Republic. I don't think we ever did. We uh, finally yeah, spread we them did. love, did we? Yeah, all we right. did. All right, then yeah, let's go on to the untranslatables. We're allowing f- family members to come in. That's right, uh, family members and partners. But yeah, anyways, that is the untranslatable owl, which means we will be doing uh, some untranslatables, which are idioms, phrases, axioms, adverbs. Proverbs, words that do not translate one-to-one into English uh, in a smooth or easy fashion. So we are here to decipher these untranslatables sure. for you. Sure. So get us started today, Jared. My first one is Croatian. This fan keeps t- twisting. It's very annoying. How is yours so steadfast and confident? It's all about balance, Jared. Tiha vora brega dere. Silent water cuts through hills. I like that one. That's a cool one. Silent water cuts through hills. Is it like uh, it's better to be humble and not brag about your stuff? You'll be more successful. Mm, no? Not really. No. I'll tell you that this, this is something I hear my parents tell me okay. when they made me like uh, do one of those like uh, math sort of workbooks during summer when I was eight. You know, mm-hmm. they're like, they'd say like, Jared, 
still water cuts through hills one day you'll be applying to college and um it's like it's worth the effort yeah hard work pay the hard work pays hard work yeah okay i like that one can you say that one one more time what is it still still water uh silent water cuts through hills that's a good one all right, Jared, I'm going to start you off with Oh, it's a, the fan I'm hearing. Yep. I'm, I'm so distracted by noises with these headphones on. You're good. Uh, all right, I will get you started with the German one. I mm-hmm. think you may know this one, but we'll see. It is, Du nimmst mich auf den Arm. You take me on the arm, mm-hmm. is what the literal translation would be. Correct. Correcto mundo. Uh, you take me on the arm. It's like, do you take me for a fool? Do you think I'm uh Okay, so if you naive. take someone for a fool, what does that mean? You might be... Gullible. Okay, and if you're gullible, someone could easily fool you, uh, steal from you, it, uh, take advantage of you. So, so the German one has to do with arms. The English one has to do with a different body part. Oh, that made it even harder all of a sudden. That's what she said. Can you give me the German one? Uh, you do nimmst, you, you're taking me. Nimmst mich auf den Arm. Taking me on the arm. Uh, oh, you're like, well, it's like you're taking me for like a, like a fool, like you're, like you're, like a, like you're a, Ripping me off, essentially. You're pulling my leg. Pulling my leg. Oh, you're the like body uh, part. Pulling my so leg. So pulling my leg is like you're like messing with me. Yeah, you're joking yeah. around. You messing pulling with my me. leg. Pulling yeah. my leg. Yeah, you taking me on the arm, Jared? Like you messing That's with some me? very old school, untranslatable at this point. The, not the German one. I don't know about that one. Oh, pull but the, someone's but leg. The pulling someone's leg. It's that is. Now it feels very southern to me. If it, like it reminds of after pulling like somebody's leg. Something my aunt or uncle would say, you know, in Louisiana. Mm. Is it because you like to pull people's legs, Jared? Uh, yeah, I also hear it all the time. <laughs> Uh, maybe not anymore, but maybe I used to hear it more. Um, my next untranslatable is Arabic, and it's Fi al waj mirayatan wafi al kwafa siyadmaya. Mirror in the face, a shoe in the back. Is that a mullet? <laughs> no. Party in the hilarious. front business, or no? Business in the front, party in the back. Yeah, no, that's uh, no, it's not though. What, what was it again? Mirror in the face. Mirror in the face. A shoe in the back. Shoe in the a shoe in the back or a shoot. Shoe. Shoe in the back. Okay. This is an Arabic saying. Mirror the in the face. Shoe. And I know shoes. I know shoes are very like feet and shoes right. can be a very derogatory thing in Middle Eastern culture. That's why I mentioned it as an Arabic thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because this is yeah. not a something that this is not a. Is it nice like to thing back to, call to back call someone a backstabber? Very good, Chad. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Double face, two yeah. face. Two face, that's a backstabber. Yeah, yeah backstabber. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep, very two good. Two face, you're probably very backstabber. Mirror right. in the... How'd you get that? Because well, when I was picking this one, I was like, this one doesn't add a mirror in the face, oh, shoe sense. in the back. Where it's like... All right, well, mirror in the face, so it's like they're, they're only looking at themselves. They only right. care about themselves. And then, but, but see, if you're willing to throw a shoe at someone's back, that would be like backstabbing. Right, right, right. That, I guess that's sure, where okay, my okay, line okay, of thought okay, came okay. from. So, they're, yeah. yeah, they don't respect you when mm-hmm. they look you in the face, and right. then they backstab you, essentially. Correct. Yes. Okay, correct. That makes sense. Yeah. All right, my, my uh, second untranslatable for you. This one's kind of a double whammy for you, Jerry. It has two, two different meanings. That's okay. right. Uh, and, and it is either tener mala leche, which means what, Jared? It's Spanish. Something about milk. To have bad milk. To have bad milk. Tener mala leche or ser mala leche, which means to be bad milk. To be bad milk. Is so it like these, to mm-hmm. like ruin the vibe at a party? Uh, wh- which one? Because they have different meanings. So if To you be have, bad milk is to ruin the vibe. Uh, okay. Are, you're getting warm. You're getting warm. To be bad milk. If you, if you ruin the to vibe, what, what type of a person might you be? If you're, you're a negative person. Okay. And why are you negative? You're what do you do that's negative? You complain a lot. 
Okay. You uh, are depressed, maybe. Are, are you friendly and polite to people? You're short with people. You're very passive maybe. aggressive. Sure. Or I would go out to say you are mean. Mean, just straight yeah. up mean. To ha- to to be bad milk means you're mean. Mm. Yep. Okay, okay, okay. So if someone's being mean, maybe you could be like, don't be bad milk. And what was the other one, though? There's another one. To Wasn't have there? bad milk. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that? That one. Uh, you said they're different, right? Yes, they do. Uh, and this one, actually, I think you did guess it uh, when you were just rattling off guesses. Okay, because I don't remember what it would be. Uh, so <laughs> let, let me let me help you. In in German, you would say you had a pig. You had a pig. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Schwein bad luck. Gehabt. Is it bad or good luck to have a pig? Oh, it's good luck. To it's have good a pig. luck. Uh, Germans That's love their eating. pork. Good oh yeah, eating. it's great eating. So yeah, so it's to have bad luck though. This okay. one is to have bad milk. To have bad luck. I got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. one more, and actually, it's uh, kind of similar. It's Catalan. Uh, and it's commis sedem mis rerum rerum r i u r e m. I have no idea. Rerum, maybe I don't know. I'm not a good roller. Um, the more we will be, the more we will laugh. Do you feel that way? Do you feel that way, Chad? With you, Jared? No. Well, that's not what that really means. Just in general, the more we will be the. The more we will be, the more we will laugh. Think about it. Is it you're, like you're living a happy life? Think about it. You're at a you're at a uh, cafeteria, and someone's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, can I come eat with you?" Oh, the more we eat. No, the more the more we will be, the more we will laugh. But I'm saying, uh-huh. so let's just say this is the example. You're at a cafeteria. It's like, "Hey, can I eat with you?" And you would respond, "The more we will be." the more we will laugh. Oh, the more the merrier. There you go. That's exactly what the they say. The, the more the merrier. Okay. Do you feel that way? The more we will be, the more we will laugh. Uh, I, I like that saying, by the way. It's, it's a good saying. Uh, I don't know if it's on... Sounds depends great on, on paper. Are, yeah. Yeah. I, I would say there's... there's. Well, first of all, it depends on where you are, how much space you have, um, <laughs> so, logistically so. speaking. But also, yeah, the people who you're with. But generally, I would say the more the merrier. I like that on translatable. Mm-hmm. It's a good it one. It seems very positive, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's all I have, by the way. Nice. Let's talk about some ridiculous excuses. Let's do it. Yeah, the, the whole reason why I thought of this is um, a couple weeks ago I was scrolling yeah, through what Reddit. Did you think of this? I was scrolling through Reddit and uh, just came across some funny stories of just people making, mm. re- and this was just ridiculous excuses in general. But then, you know, that got the, the gears turning, Jared. I started to think, you know, as a teacher, I have for sure had students give me some ridiculous excuses and i'm going to tell you about one i have changed the student's name for his <laughs> confidentiality or her or uh, there or exactly sorry i shouldn't have, yeah um anyways i've changed this student's name for their uh anonymity anonymity that's a tough word to say but anonymity yes. anonymity thank you say that five times faster anyways it's a good um, stripper name anonymity <laughs> oh jeez. Is that is mystery her boyfriend, <laughs> or naive is her is her naive? Sister? I don't know if that's a good name. <laughs> naive, right? Anyways, uh, and, and this uh, this student, uh, we'll call them Bobby. Uh, Bobby came to the first week of my German classes. Mm-hmm. Then I saw him once before the midterm, once before the final, and he obviously failed the class. Because a lot of the class grade was d- based on class participation. Homework turned in, which he did not do. And so uh, the last... I really don't understand that. I don't know. Honestly, either. when I was in college, the one thing... I'm like, listen, I might not be the best student, but I got to show up to like 95% of these classes at least. And I remember for my... Uh, for my what was it uh, ceramics class, I was like, oh man, I'm not a good artist. Like, I, man, I just I hope this doesn't mess up my GPA or whatever. 
And the teacher was like, you showed up to almost all the classes. Like, that's really the main uh, goal. Like, the, like, that's the main part of this class is to show effort. Right. Well, I think that's the main thing with most classes, to be honest. Yeah. I will tell you, I would prefer a student any day that shows up and does the work at an average level than a student who's a genius but never comes to class, never really? puts in the work. Even if they just passed the test and everything? Well, it depends. Well, it then it's just like, why are you wasting your time? Why are you even right. in this class? Right. Well, and the thing is, I'm not, I, I pride myself, to be honest, mm. uh, as not being this test-based teacher sure. where, where you're taking my class to just pass a test. Do people like to hear that in interviews? I don't know. Do you that's bring that up a, in I've interviews? I've never said that. I, I mean, I say that I am a, a goal-oriented teacher mm. because that's true. You know, I try to set measurable objectives for my lessons and stuff like sure, that. Sure, sure. But that's different than, than you know, saying what we were talking about Homework earlier. and tests. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, and, and I've told you before, when I give my ESL students or German students homework, sometimes I try to give them homework that's a little bit outside of the box. You know, before all this stuff happened, I would... Um, before all this stuff happened, I would uh, have my students actually go out and talk to people, especially when I was I teaching ESL. I, would I know you would have. hate but, that. But you would have also, like, if I would have made you do that in Austria, uh, you probably would have made a friend or two, maybe. Probably. And you would have improved on your German. And over time, if you would have done it for a couple months. These are good points. If you would have done it for a couple months, you probably would be a lot more confident in your German abilities. These are good points. You know, I mean, me living with Tomas really helped. I have to oh, uh, yeah. give Tomas a lot of credit. Actually, for I need sure. to hit him up. Shout out to you, Tomas. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, any, anyways. You uh, so yeah, just ridiculous excuses. So, you know, you know yeah. what? When you first brought up ridiculous excuses to me the other day, the the first thing that it made me think of in modern day society is the anti-mask excuses. There's Which is the, what? There's the I have a medical exemption. Okay. Uh, when I wear them, I can't breathe. Oh yeah. Okay. And it's like, and it's just like, or it's like, uh, I I'm not like you can't. Like it's like it's it's like I'm like it's you're infringing upon my rights. That's not what it's about. <laughs> I'm sorry. In my well, I know, opinion, but it's just it's like about. it's just like that's the first thing I thought of when I heard ridiculous excuses. Right. And it's just like and it's the, the especially the ones where it's like I can't breathe in them, where it's like, but people are doing this all, every day. Yeah, people. People. I sat in a plane for 13 hours with a mask on, didn't take it off. Did only you see took it off uh, Chuck Woolery? You know, Chuck Woolery is he's oh, like an old sort of uh, he's a joke conservative, but he used to be like a, a commentator commentator presenter on various mm-hmm. game shows and shit in the U.S. And he was like, it's a hoax. It's stupid. It's being propagated by the left and the Democrats. And then didn't his son catch... Yeah, the next day he's like, my son, son has it. it. And then yeah. he deleted his Twitter. Of course he did. Um, of course he did. But yeah, so ridiculous excuses. Yeah, so I didn't I didn't finish my story with Bobby, though, Jared. Oh, right. So, sure. so let me Excuse finish me. my Sorry. Bobby story. And this was actually, I think, my first or second year as a teaching assistant. So this was mm. a great learning experience for me. Yeah. So if we have any teachers listening right now, um, take take this as a learning learning experience. So, so he so this student Bobby he was uh, also in ROTC, which adds for our foreign listeners out there. ROTC is like a military program that will help pay for your college, basically. Um, it's you like have for to children, do, right? R, no, ROTC is military. Oh, excuse me. That's like the beginning of that's like the training. Yeah, and then and then the you go into the military I for children, I think two. Yeah, two that's, or three that's years. like the beginning training. In yeah, the beginning in college. steps to go yes. into the military. Yes, and so he he was uh, probably a. a at least a junior or senior. He was an older student. I mean, oh, he was, so he was trying done. to be an officer. So yeah, and so mm. he was trying to get. You know, he needed a certain GPA in order to get that officer status. And and what he had told me was my class was the one that would be the tipping point. Right? I hate these people that do the math. Mm-hmm. By the way, well, well, it wasn't <laughs> even do the math. He uh, 
Because I had I oh. had I had reached out to him and I had told him, look, you're still in my class roster. This is you know a month and a so half past he, the drop point. I know you. Technically, you're so still. So you're saying old. if you don't give him a certain score, he's not going to be able to go into his ROTC, the next step of his ROTC program. Well, that's not. I mean, that's what is he, that what he was that's saying. What he implied, yeah, exactly. Wow. He he said, you know, I need to get a certain grade. Did that scare you? You're a nice guy. I, I could imagine I, I, you being like. Ugh. The the years okay. the, the the older I get, Jared, I, I hate to say this. Yes, yeah, I think that I think the kinder I get, but mm-hmm. I don't get nicer. Does that make sense? Wow. Because I think niceness is more of. I don't think it's bad to be nice. But, you you but, have been uh, having this challenge with what's nice and uh, and what what it means to be nice recently. We've talked about this yeah. a few times on and off mic in yep. the past couple of weeks. Exactly. So so anyways, um, so he tells me this, and I told him, "Look, I've reached out to you multiple times. Mm-hmm. You never showed up to my class. You did your part. Um, yeah, I I tried to do. I will gladly meet my students." Halfway or forty percent of the way, but honestly, really, they need to do the work. I should really be meeting them twenty or thirty percent. Yeah, of the way. you have to care past right. just trying to exactly. achieve some sort of threshold. So, so goal. anyways, but the funny thing is, Jared. So, so when he when he tried to explain why he missed um, certain tests, because if he would have actually mm-hmm. just taken some of the tests and quizzes we had, um, which were all on the syllabus, by the way, so it wasn't like he didn't know these things you know the information wasn't available to him he never showed up and so and then he told me well uh, i got in a car accident this day he was just oh yeah here's the other crazy thing though jared he was in such a and i feel bad for this kid but he was in such did he make just wait just wait i'm not done with my story jared (laughs) so he I, i feel so bad for this kid but he he uh, said he had been in a few car accidents, which could have been true. I don't know. But then he also said that his uh, grandparents had passed away. Now, the funny thing is, Jared, is he failed this German course the semester before. Hmm. So this was, I believe, spring semester. It's almost summertime, just to put this in perspective for you and all of our listeners. You know, nice weather. It's almost summertime. The students are ready to, you know, go home for the summer. You Podcast know. outdoors. Exactly. And, uh, and so... And I, I asked Kate, uh, who was my uh, colleague at the time, uh, who taught him the semester before, and I said, hey, why did he fail your class? Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, he never showed up, and he didn't take the test, and mm. he didn't do the homework, and he showed up for the first week or, or two weeks, and, that, and then he bounced. I'll uh, say this, uh-huh. and that's something that never even really crossed my mind. I would bet most students don't think or don't realize how much teachers talk to each other right yeah yeah <laughs> i feel like i because that's that's so so simple of a thing to do right and that just highlights all right it's not just like he really like he doesn't care you know right and how many grandparents do most normal people have right <laughs> so so hey listen one can die but two get out of here right also if you're having multiple car accidents i think maybe that's just a sign that you should start you shouldn't the be bus. driving <laughs> yeah no kidding no kidding that's not my problem yeah. that's i feel sorry for the other people on the road right but yeah, so that was nah, that was a really as I drive home soon. Right. But but what I learned from that scenario is look, you you as a teacher, any any person in power or authority, mm-hmm. even if you're just a teaching assistant, you're not, sure. you know, even even if you're just a volunteer, if you are still the one who is responsible and in charge, you need to stand your ground. Yeah. And I told him, I said, "Look, I'm really sorry. I wish I could help you." Mm-hmm. You know, I I tried to help you. Right. Right. Um I had Did he cry? He he didn't cry. He didn't cry me. Okay. I, I've actually, 
I I don't think I've ever had so other, cry for a grade. Right. I've I've had little children cry when I was teaching like a German camp sure, for kids. You're terrifying but, to look at. Yes. I mean beard, you know, <laughs> yeah, terrifying. Huge 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 muscles, incredibly hairy. No. Anyways. <clears throat> um but yeah, you know, kids crying in class is usually for a different reason, right? Somebody right. took their pencil right. or they need a nap or they, yeah. they're hungry or, you know, something like that. I'm talking five, six, seven, eight-year-olds. Sure, sure, like sure, sure. But college kids, I've never had one cry on me. I remember at MSU, though, <laughs> cry on me. They, they have a, cr- a designated crying room where faculty can take, you know, students there if they need a moment. Which is actually good, though, because... The faculty takes students there, so it's not just for, like, students to go, like, I need a minute. I, I don't know. Yeah, I... You probably have to be faculty because I'm sure you have to lo- unlock the door. Have, did you ever need a crying room in college, especially or for at least at least um, at least based off of your educational purposes? Maybe like I got so stressed purposes, I wanted to cry. Use a crying room, but I mean because of school right. related. Purposes. School related, um, no. Uh, the only the only time I've really I've never cried in school because of it was too difficult or mm. or it was mm-hmm. too much work. I've never cried because of that. I'm nope. gonna fully re do this so it doesn't the, move go ahead that's fine the only the only time that i can remember in at least the last five to ten years of me crying um not because of like loss of a loved one or something like this sure was actually and this will sound super corny and feel free to give me shit if you want jared but no, no, um on. when i found out i got i got the fulbright to the czech republic that's pretty good yeah i cried but it wasn't like a sobbing it was like a holy shit i read the email yeah. i called you know gonna sound like a mama's boy here but you know first thing i did was call up my mom and i was like you know crying a little bit i was like i did it I did it. I got it. I couldn't believe it. I kind of had that feeling when I got my job post layoff, you know, that yeah. was very triumphant. Sure. And it felt like, uh, as, as we call it, the Lewis Hamilton fist pump. He's a nice. Formula One driver. Yeah. He always, when he wins, he always does the same thing. A lot, a lot of athletes do that. Yeah, or like a Tiger guys, Woods Tiger guy. Woods, does, yep. Yeah. 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 That's a very, uh, I'm not going to get into it, but yeah. Um, so I, I get that. Let's think of some other excuses. I mean, oh, some, I've got some crazy ones. I want to tell you a quick one. One of that happened to me. Do you get them all the time? Uh, not all the time, but sometimes. I okay. mean, any any teacher, I think it depends on, I think the reason why I get uh, maybe more excuses than some teachers is I'm probably not as strict or as firm, mm. but I think I think that's a double-edged sword. Right. I think the I think another reason why I hear some of these excuses is students feel comfortable enough to talk to me. So some and, of them are real excuses, you're saying. Yeah, oh like yeah, some of these are you legit. Prob- you might not right. recommend telling people. Right, like I have one, I want to tell you a short one, when I was a student in school. I was probably in eighth or ninth grade, I don't know how, but I had I was doing my math homework uh, in the kitchen here. Jared Jared's been to my, my parents' house enough to know where mm-hmm. stuff is, and I was doing homework there. And, and I think my mom had some work documents somewhere else on the same table. I think you can kind of see start to see where this might be going. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I can't really divulge a ton of details on what my mom does, but um, <laughs> but. But it she was, works for but the it government. Was, it was, and it was important information right that, that needed to be shredded. Mm-hmm. So okay. so she took it upstairs to be shredded, and uh, and I had I don't know if I went to go play video. I went to go Offshore do something. Is right, what she does. right. Of course, thanks. <laughs> I'm gonna have a knock on the door tomorrow, uh, or after this episode drops, and you're the first. Actually, no, my lawyer is the first person I would call. You're gonna be the second person, Jared. Um, oh, the DA is gonna show but up. But any, anyways, uh, so so she uh, accidentally shredded my math homework. Really? Like eighth or ninth Did she grade. Actually? She shredded it because wow. because I remember uh, that com- must feel so good. I re- yeah, I remember coming <laughs> inside, and and my uh, mom I think yes. either called or emailed uh, you know my math teacher and told her what happened and said you wow. know I know this sounds ridiculous. You're a very responsible mother. Yeah, uh, and 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 so she she bought it. I you know I had to redo the homework, but I didn't get sure. a, you know late or anything like that. 
But I just thought that was so hilarious. Like, what are the odds of, you know, and, and some people listening right now are probably thinking, oh, Chad, you probably put your math homework there. Mm. But, but the honest truth is, um, you know, I was halfway done with the homework. I thought you were going to say you turned in like important do- important documents as your Ooh, math that homework. would be that would be awkward. like you got it mixed up and you were like turning in Some your confidential yeah right. confidential Ooh, work documents <laughs> i'm sure that's happened as your before. math homework i'm sure children have brought probably not stuff. anymore but right. i could definitely imagine that happening like back when we were kids and back right. when like there are papers all over the pl- i mean there's still oh, papers definitely. all over my house oh mine too but yeah so so some more excuses though i mean obviously I think, and I think this this one might be a cross cultural one for a lot of students. Is my do you, dog ate my homework? How do you feel about? Okay, yeah, but do, do people? Like, I mean, that still happens, I guess. Has that happened to you? You've always had a dog in your life. Uh, I've never. Had, she's really had never. A dog. She's never eaten. Uh, none of my dogs have ever eaten okay. my homework. No. Uh-uh. Have you ever? Uh, that, but no, no one really believes that anymore. I don't know though. It can happen. I, I, I mean, it can totally uh, happen. Sure, of course it can happen. Uh, yeah, dogs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Prudy, our our current basset hound, she will shred like if it's gift wrap. I feel like if paper, if my homework uh, mm. was shiny, she would maybe shiny go for homework. it. You know, sure. if it was like a like Some a wrapping paper. Project. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I understand that. I guess that makes sense. I guess right. that makes sense. I think I think the key with excuses though, and and there's actually a funny one I read online that I want to mention too. Uh, the the key though with with some excuses is some are so ridiculous they seem to not be real, but I think because they're so ridiculous. It also, in an odd way, gives that person some credibility mm-hmm. because it's so. So here's one that that I found online, and if, if you think it's true or not, you know that's I up to you. Do you. Is by saying that do you mean like they try so hard to come up with an excuse that it's almost kind of at like no 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 respect well, that they're trying this hard to hide something from? No, you? what I'm saying is I'm saying is something happened that's so ridiculous it seems like it couldn't have actually happened. Oh, I see. I see. That I you see. would think at first mm. at face value there's no way that's real. Sure. But then it's so ridiculous, and if there is a way you can maybe prove a little bit more credibility mm-hmm. um, then uh, it, it makes it seem even even more credible for example this is I think when I tell you this story it will make more sense because I don't think I'm being very clear and making much sense so let me try so um, this this college student was taking an online test mm-hmm. now why you would take an online test and eat a uh, like a, a, a sandwich a subway sandwich <laughs> at the same time, I do not know, but she was eating, eating, uh, I don't know hilarious. if it was Subway, but she was eating some type of sandwich and it had meatballs. And if mm-hmm. anyone has ever eaten a meatball sub in the States, she, there she can be good sized meatballs. She was eating a meatball sub while doing a, te- a slightly and, standardized test. And some online test for one of her classes, and apparently the meatball fell down on her keyboard, mm. hit either escape or hit some key, and it logged her out of the test, and she was like a third of the way done, and so she ended up failing with like thirty a 39% on the test. So but, she emailed the professor saying this is what happened i know it sounds ridiculous this is what happened you know if if you won't let me retake it i understand but this is what happened and uh so now yeah. i just have to take the consequences right it is what it is right but see i, I was think, hungry right but see i think that's a difference as five well dollar foot long that's right you know and call five bucks is hey i could make a foot long that could be two two meals right there that's true I, although know? i will say i think i'm anti-subway at this point uh, I'm i don't not a I, find no, I feel like there's no reason for me to go to subway again right. ever i can i can make a, a sandwich more or less that's just as tasty probably at home yeah and probably cheaper but any, anyways, that's that's not the point. The point is that is such a ridiculous story. Yeah, that of like, could you even really fabricate that? Like, like who hmm. who is going to sit in their room and be like, I'm going to tell my professor a meatball fell on my laptop, and that's why. But I don't think it's that ridiculous that it's 
so like it's so like oh you couldn't it's not it's not you couldn't even make that up levels of ridiculous to me well that's true i mean it, you definitely can make it up but it, it sounds like a it sounds like a three stooges sketch or something you right know? <laughs> right exactly. like it doesn't sound it's like is that, is that even real like why are you eating a uh and it's like and, and then at what point is it on you it's like you're eating a sub while you're taking right. a big test why would right. you do that now i will say though the professor did give her <laughs> the professor did give her a chance to retake it um, that's so very I nice. That's, I, I think guess. that's nice. People are very forgiving. That's yeah. very shocking to me. I've I've never been. I hate ha- like asking for extensions on right. stuff in college, especially. I hate like excuses. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very anti excuse. I rather people just own up and be like, like for example. No, I'm not gonna. Once again, you didn't name. Let's pretend this person's name is also Bobby. Okay. Uh, I'm not gonna say who this person is. Maybe but Bobby I, just needs to be our go-to poor person sure. for our example name sure. anyways so bobby so let's say bobby and i do a podcast together and because i happen to um do this podcast i don't edit another podcast mm. okay so um the, the 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 so bobby the uh the the uh, like the what do you call it when he, the publishing of episodes is very mm-hmm. sporadic mm. and every time it every time it's it, it's like off of, off of the schedule that we the that was set there's some sort of excuse for why it's happening. You know, there's usually there's something happening at work, or it's like, oh, it's been a busy week, mm-hmm. and it's like I always, and I, I kind of, um, I kind of, I, I kind of don't respect that. I almost kind of prefer you just be like, yeah, I didn't feel like doing it. Yeah, you know, that's because it's like, it's like first of all, um, it's like it takes like thirty minutes tops. You know, right. <laughs> like well, you're and, not doing like and, and audio your other surgery podcast, here. And your other podcast isn't as long as ours normally, is it? No, it's like twenty to thirty minutes, 20 to 30 and it's minutes, just audio. Yeah. There's no video. I can't imagine just doing twenty or thirty minutes now with you. Yeah, I know. I can't imagine, man. It we, must be we, difficult. So long. Actually, it's kind of nice. I kind of like. Is it? it? Okay, yeah. that's fair. But um, but I still like this too. I prefer it longer in general. But um, that's what she said. But but it's just the excuses, you know. It's like I almost respect more if you just say like, yeah, I didn't, I don't feel like doing it, because it's like. I love how like it's just like you're always busy, you know. Like there's always, and I think in the U.S. because it's not even just uh, Bobby. I have various friends, even friends that I don't like, uh, do uh, do like something with, or I don't have some sort of you know, quote unquote obligation with. I feel like that is a very common American excuse is that like I was busy with yeah. work or something. Sure, it's like oh sorry I was working. Like that's a very common or like oh I'm real busy right now. I feel right. like people are always real busy right now yeah. with work. It's well it's too it's too <laughs> sorry, uh, a fl- for for a lack of a lack of a better phrase here Jared it's to lubricate those social gears because I mean what's what's less confrontational if I tell you I didn't feel like doing it or right. you know, to you you. I think you understand and you appreciate the realness, especially right? since I do something like this. I right. sort of understand what, what it goes takes. into it. Yeah, one hundred percent. So especially yeah. for someone to do something a lot less than we do here, and for right. and, and to have like those excuses of not having enough time, it's like I can do this right now that we do in like right. forty minutes tops. Right. I mean, a, twi- <laughs> a twenty-minute podcast should take you maybe half an hour. Right. Right. To edit, you just, yeah. Say. Yeah. It's not that yeah. complicated, especially with no video. And yeah. so and so, but I also understand like not prioritizing it, and I kind sure. of respect that if that's how you organize your life but it's like don't like make it seem like there's all these sort of excuses every single time right. or it's like well it's clearly just not a priority at this point right and i feel like it is just and, and it's that's just an example he's not the only one i hear so many people i know I like even have a friend that like um like uh we talk a lot you know and every time mm-hmm. i talk to him it's like oh you know work's really busy or like oh like i'm right like i'm got a deadline coming it's like there's always some sort of like that's a very common excuse mm-hmm. in the u.s is to be busy 
Yeah. Well, I think it's I was like, because I don't think I'm as busy as everyone else claims to be. Am, no. I, am, I, am I the problem? And like when people ask me about work, I'm not like going off on like these like, oh my gosh, this is the hardest week. I, right. I got all these. It's like, no, I mean, like I'm still doing stuff, but it's sort of like a normal. I don't know. I don't understand. I don't just relate to that. And I feel like everyone is busy all the time. I got to tell you, Jared, you're not the problem. Number one, you're definitely not. <laughs> Am uh, I not working hard enough at my job? No, you. <laughs> I, I would say that you uh, value managing your time. And I do too. I guess I've so. been really busy as well. Uh, I've been really busy as well with a couple music projects I've been working on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but at the same time, like you make time for what's important. And, and, you know, this podcast is important to you. It's important to me. Mm-hmm. You know, we set aside, you know, a big chunk of our Saturdays or our Sundays to do this. Sure, sure. Um, you know, and so I agree with you. And I think I think excuses a lot of times, too, is uh, it's a, a mechanism for people to try to save face or sometimes save their ass, sure, too. Sure, sure. Yeah, know? they're like covering up. Yeah, you make a like, big mistake. Right. Yeah, it's like it's not me. It's just... Uh, right. It's kind of like similar like when we were talking about apologies where it's right. like you're not really apologizing. You're but, just like... right. Yeah, I think you. I think you take more agency, power, and ownership though if you just own up to it, like you said, and just be like, honestly, I didn't feel like doing it. I do feel like I would respect if it's like, listen, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's like it's just not a priority to me. Right. You know? Right. But let's talk about some more ridiculous uh, hmm. excuses, though. You know, it's uh, another common mm-hmm. one. I'm thinking about social media excuses. That's where my head is always at. And I think about like, so I mentioned uh, like the anti-mask maskers mm-hmm. have their all excuses of like, I have right. a doctor's note. Like you're a lot of the I'm not racist people have a lot of excuses. That's exactly where I was going with this. Was was the 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 social media racism was also a popular one, and the excuse of like um, whether I have black friends or it's like oh this is why why does that matter? I've always wondered why. Yeah. Why do people always use that as a? I always wonder. I always wonder too when they say that like would those black people come out like right now and be like those are me and I stand by this person. So that's a that's (laughs) a really great point. Yeah. That's a. Mm Yeah, sadly, but, but it, mm-hmm. I think well, well, we've talked about this, and it's just like there, like there's that's there's it's very the the people's idea of racism is very simple, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, True. are you nice to black people or not in your immediate lifestyle? Is sort of the end of racism. It's like I have friends and I treat them like my white friends, and they come over to dinner, uh, and it's like well, that's sort of the extent of what it means to be racist or not, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and I, I think it's, I think it's that. deeper than that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think that's why it's easy to use that as an excuse. It's like, but I'm nice to black people, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why. But it's it's a very it, you know some of those excuses uh, do shock me. Like for example, like that all lives matter stuff like that really shocks me. Why does Just it because shock we've been you? having these conversations for so long, you know. But that's why so, it shouldn't shock you. So it it really is just shocking that people like it's are trying so like. Even if I didn't believe in Black Lives Matter, I feel like I would be smart enough to be like, well, I'm not going to say all lives matter. Like, I would just say, I don't know, I would just say why Black Lives Matter is dumb or something. I, By the way, that's not how I feel. I do right. believe in Black Lives Matter. And I, but, but like, that's that's what I feel. That's how I feel like I would approach it, you know? I, I hate to say it, Jared, but I think you're giving these people too much credit. I guess so. I think you're giving these people way too much that's credit. That's true. Um, but, yeah, I think the other thing with excuses, too, is... Um, people realize they're not holding themselves up to a high enough standard in some regards. Now, some excuses are legitimate, Mm -hmm. you know, like when my math homework got shredded, you know, um, that's an example. Uh, There are all sorts of examples sometimes or... Are you a punctual person? 
Usually, yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It so, always blows my mind the people that, that are perpetually late. That's another just uh, an endless road of... of right. um, and, and once again, it, it kind of... And, and, and in that sense, it's even harder to just be open, honest with it. But even more, I kind of wish people would be like, listen, I just... I, I just I just didn't prioritize my time, and that's right. why I'm late. Right. Yeah. And the other thing with being late too, I think, uh, I think in order to avoid being late, you have to really uh, prepare. Yeah. You have to be on your game. I you was know? late today, and I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, that was because of traffic. That's that's, <laughs> well, that's a, legit a common excuse. excuse. That's also a common. That is excuse, a common so. excuse, but that's a common excuse because it does happen. It's a little harder to pull that excuse nowadays, though. Although I'm sure people are people going in and checking the ways or Google Maps yep. results. Oh, you better believe I did when you texted me that, Jared. But it, yeah, that. But um, that I, I hate that excuse. But also, if it happens, I guess it happens. You know. Right. And also, it's happened. To it all talks. Of it's us. also. It's about how often it happens. You know. Right. Well, yeah. Because if you're getting caught in traffic all the time, maybe you're just not leaving soon. Which enough. is why I stopped to respect. I, I excuse me. Which is why I stopped respecting the I was busy thing. Where it's like, well, clearly you're always busy. So how about you just. Un, like right. get a better understanding of what your schedule is like because every right. time I talk to you, you tell me you're busy. So it's like mm-hmm. this is just your life. You're like you're not more busy than usual because you say you're you're right. overly busy every week. You know, right? Yeah, and that's the thing. If it's a consistent, that's I think that's when excuses become. Uh, what's a what's a word that's like excuse but even stronger? Like a, uh, you mm. you know what I mean? Uh, it's it's not even an excuse anymore. It's just like a like a it's just like a. You know what I mean, though, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, like a go-to yeah. sort of. It's like a, like it just loses excuse, any, like a, yeah, any type of legitimacy if it's consistent. Sure, it's like you know? the boy who cried wolf, almost. Right, right, yeah. It just has no. It's it's like it's like lost words, really. Did you get a lot of breath. excuses in China? How uh, how would they handle excuses? So that in China? was the interesting thing about China is, um, I, I fir- failed. First, you, I am sorry. first of all. First of all, I only had one student actually that failed out of I had over 200 students while I was in China. I only like had if, one so student fail. if you were in the U.S. and you had 200 mm-hmm. students, say at U of M or any sort of college, it well, matter. watch it. I shouldn't have said any name. I don't Ooh, know. Who triggered? I'm already triggered, Jared. I <laughs> almost said MSU, but I was like, well, I don't want to talk about you failing people because you have more of a connection to MSU and you'd probably be more likely to work there. Anyway, um, at any sort of college in the U.S. or elsewhere, and, and you were to have no, no, in the U.S. specifically because okay, ta- you brought, okay. brought up how you only. One uh, student failed. Yeah, in China. Mm-hmm. How many people would you expect to fail out of like two hundred in the U.S.? In the U.S. Yeah. Uh, what, what and not feel guilty about? What type of <laughs> what type of course? Do you mean like uh, the geez, equivalent level course? Yeah, sure. Equivalent, equivalent level. level course. So so uh, English teaching methodology class. So this would be like in the states. It would be like a, a, a teaching and learning type of class. And say so you're just your general your right. general uh, um, college. I would I would guess in the states there'd probably be or two hundred students um, five. At least five to ten, yeah. Five Probably to ten. five to ten. So what's it that? Depends. Five percent to like two and two and a half percent to five percent. Yeah, that somewhere be? on there. Somewhere on there. I That's think. fair. Yeah. Um, but in in China, do I do you think really they should they should excuses. be harder on on? Uh, sometimes I feel like they're a little too easy in college. <laughs> like they're a little too accepting of of mm-hmm. letting people through. Um, I was shocked, really. No, no joke. I was shocked at the level of excuses you're allowed to have in college to get out of, like, like for extensions and stuff. Right. Like that didn't really fly in my high school. They well, that's because you went to a private high school. Sure. Uh, and in colleges, even though we went to a private liberal liberal arts school, I feel like um, a lot of the grading scheme at my high school was more strict than in college. Like, like their standards of, right. of grading. Well, I think it's because in college, it's not so much always about just the end grade. Sure. I it's think not about it's, the minutia of it, too. Right. Sure. Right. Exactly. Exactly. 
But yeah, I, w- I want to talk more though about students sure, making yeah. excuses because uh, I did notice that Jared in China I didn't really have students make excuses. In the Czech Republic, um, I had some students make some excuses. Would they say like hungover? Would they be bold enough to say something like uh, that? I had a few uh, like final year or senior students who who yeah they were of drinking age and yeah. I <laughs> but mean, even I though you're of drinking age, like people at jobs are of drinking age, and I don't think that's ever a great excuse. It's it's a terrible it's like, excuse. Listen, if you have a hangover, you got to keep that to yourself. Right. Well, that's true. <laughs> That is true, and I, and I know plenty of people who've talked. I with never hangovers. bring. I never bring up that I, right. I even if I do have a hangover, I'm like, I'll, especially now that I. I mean, it's even easier now that right. I work from home to keep it to yourself. I, I tell you what, the worst, the worst hangovers, are when you have to wake up early and have to record a an all day long piano recital. Mm. What that does that even mean? Rough. Oh, that, that was, was your me job in college. That was me yeah. in college. That was rough. Oh yeah, because I do um, those on like Saturday mornings. Right. But see, once again, no excuses. I sure. felt like shit. Which was my own fault, though. I take right, full exactly. responsibility. <laughs> I signed up. I, well, I didn't sign up. I was asked by my boss to do it. Because but it's I was a job, essentially. Yeah. And I showed up, and I did the job. Uh, made sure to stay hydrated. Always stay hydrated out yes. there, people, for sure. That's the number one rule uh-huh. out here. Th- the that is true. See? T-shirt right there, buddy. Stay hydrated. Yeah. Boom. Easy. There we um, go. Any, anyways. Uh, but with, with excuses, too, I can tell, generally, I, I would like to think, I can tell with my students if... If it's genuine, if mm-hmm. it's a real excuse. And even through email, you can still kind of tell. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, that's true. And, and and the way your students respond, this will sound kind of weird or kind of a bit meta here, but the way you respond to how your students ask will also show you if they're innocent or not. Sure. Usually if they're willing to work with you, they're probably innocent. But if they expect a certain outcome, if they expect you to give them like 100% on their quiz or mm-hmm. whatever... Generally speaking, I tend to find those are the students that they, they don't see any wrongdoing, but you're making an excuse because, in theory, something was wrong. Sure. Whether or not you did that is a different story, but it might be because of something you did, so you still have to take responsibility for it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I that's... You. Right. So, so that's my little teacher rant for today, that, I think even, even in my professional career, that's something that I still really take with me, is that, like, excuses are, like, the last like the last um, sort of resort kind of thing. Right. It's like it it's got to go really bad for me to start giving me excuses. Right. And um, and it's, it's it's I think it's a similar mentality where it's like that that is a big part of excelling in um, in college and in professional. Who am I? Tony Robbins right now? You are. Is that it's just it's that showing up, you know? Right. Showing up is really half the game in it like is. Uh, it really in, is, in any of the situations. Which I think part of the reason why, especially here in the US, like uh, sort of that workaholism is over right. is over appreciated because it's just like right. being at the office for long hours or putting in long hours is so appreciated and respected. Yeah. And I feel like Americans especially you you know, people from the US are very flaky. I you think like, so? And I feel like Interesting. we and I feel like we make a lot of excuses and people just accept them because it's this like I said it's it's kind of I think it's a funny sounding phrase but I think it's true it's you're lubricating the social gears. I feel like I'm kind of you flaky. Know? Yeah, I mean I've I've been flaky before too. I'm sure Definitely everybody on the phone. has. Oh, yeah. I remember I said yeah. the um I, I have a lot of uh white lie level uh excuses. Sure. I do make a lot of excuses when people call me. And mm-hmm. I don't feel like taking the call. Yeah. When really it's just like I'm in the middle of like a video or a podcast right. and I don't feel like interrupting. Well, I'm listening to a song. But like, I'm like, sorry, I'm working or like, sorry, I'm cooking or I'm right. eating dinner. Uh, I do make a lot of those excuses. New, new excuse. Here, add this one to your white I don't feel like talking to you right now. Taking a poop. Taking a poop. Yep. Yeah. So I need to focus, taking a poop. But how long does that take, you know? 
I mean, that's hey, the fun that's of it. My business. That's the fun of it. That's exactly. My business. Exactly. Now you're asking too many questions. Exactly. See, <laughs> don't ask questions. As you've told me many times, Jared, don't ask questions. I hate you those don't people that do that. The answers to. I hate you're people right. that are like, "Hey, I can't show up at this," and they're like, "Why?" And it's like, just, just take my, just take it. Just, right. I can't, I can't do it. I don't want to do it. Right. Why are you asking me why? Now you're gonna make me come up with a stupid excuse. Right. Yeah. Well, we could have just let this go. Well, yeah, yeah. Or, or I guess you. That's the issue, though. I think people. I think it's very easy to take it personally. If if I invite you to something and you just didn't feel like going, um, I think I think now I would hope both of us are men enough where if it happened, uh, I don't think I would be too too hurt by it. I don't think sure. it would hurt my feelings. Well, I think that's where a lot of the Karen videos come from too. It's just like right. this immediate fear to not want to take accountability and be right, you know? Right. So it's like all these excuses and like I felt threatened or, or whatever it is, like all these sort of Karenisms right. that people have been going to recently and that's sort of like, no, no, it's like I'm not doing anything wrong. Here's why this happened. It's like always some sort of excuse for something. Right. Giving, and, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I really, I, I, I feel like I'd make a great like corporate boss in like some sort of like a, like a Wolf of Wall Street just because I, mm. I feel like I have little like... Uh, like space for excuses. I just get. Mm. I just. I'm just like. I don't know. Why are you even bothering? Yeah, it's, you're embarrassing. Uh, you're embarrassing. Honestly, right I now think it's. Bit, you know? Yeah, it's good to yeah. have <laughs> a low filter for excuses, Jared. I think that's a really. Yeah. Honestly, that's not a bad quality or value to have. Now, luckily, you know? I don't let this bother me that much. This is not. If, if like, because I, you know, I can also be like, all right, if he's not going to make it a priority, then I don't have to make it a priority too. Right. So yeah. I don't lose sleep over it. I'm not like. Checking right. in, like, hey, so you're gonna do this? You're gonna do yeah. this? I just let it. I just let it be. And that's but how it it's has easy to, be. to get yeah. caught up in that stuff. Sure, I, I noticed that with a lot I don't of things. Get paid for it too, right. so it's not like right. Well, even even stuff that you don't get paid for, it still takes your mental time, your energy. Sure, you know, it's it's stressful. Yeah, I've, there's a lot of things I've noticed. I've I've as I've mentioned in numerous episodes, Jared, I've really taken uh, a, tried to take a step back and reflect on my life and where I wanted to go mm-hmm. uh, during you know being able to be home for so long. And, you know, just working online has given me a lot of time to think and do other things that, you know, I wouldn't be able to do if I was, you know, driving to work and, you know, teaching all these classes and doing sure, all this stuff. Sure, um, but have my, too much free time. Right. My, my whole point of this is, though, is that um, there's, there's something about um, letting things go and just being able to be like, well, you're not going to make it a priority. And I think a lot of that, as you've mentioned, is kind of related to excuses where yeah. where it's like it's like come on like if, if it's a legitimate excuse okay but if, if you're really just telling me stories it's like come on you're wasting both of our time what yeah. are you doing yeah uh, yeah i th- yeah that was like uh last weekend when you asked me why i didn't respond to you i sure right i, I think i'd be yeah because yeah, there's no point in going into these pointless excuses or whatever right, right. And, yeah and it's like well the answer's already been yeah we, we both already made the answer, answer. There was they're no not response. Yeah, no yeah. one's gonna get yeah, it yeah, that's no the response, answer not so. Um, yeah, that's true. And uh, and uh, the problem also is I think it would be even better. I, I would be more like that where I could let that go. If uh, But I always tend to take some sort of uh, passive-aggressive uh-huh. route with it. I see. You know, where it's where, where I say some something sort of slick, you know. Mm. And I, I hate that about myself, but I do it. Me. I'm not going to lie. You, I don't just do it with him. I do right. it with my partner sometimes, too. And I catch myself, or that's, she catches me doing it. That's, like, yeah, that's, that's the dangerous up. thing, though, too. I mean, you're, you're a... You know, not to butter you up too much here, Jared, but you're a smart guy. And mm. I think, I think, I and I think you do have a, a level of social intelligence, which means that, um, that you're not gonna, you, you don't strike me as a guy that, that I have ever seen or can imagine getting in a yelling match with somebody. 
Yeah, I don't. Just, I don't take I don't, myself I don't as a yeller it. either, really. Right. No. And and I and I'm not either. No, but, I don't but take I you dated as a yeller somebody, But I dated somebody in college that brought that out of me. Mm-hmm. Um. But but it's my fault that I let it get brought out of me. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. Um. So, but once again, I could make excuses for myself. I could say, oh well, well she mistreated me, or she did this, or this, or this. No, it was I let my emotions take over. Sure. And I, you know. Yeah, you're equal party, and this is yeah. Well. You can't. Yeah. I yeah. I actually, that's another, I never, I always sort of look at people sideways that always like, you know, have some excuse for their ex or something or talk bad right. about an ex. It's like, well, I mean, this is ridiculous. You chose them. And it's also, you chose uh, I'm hearing yep. one side. Right. <laughs> right. That's true. It's like, let's, let's get you guys in a courtroom and right. hear both equal oh, sides yeah. of the story. And so then right. I don't think you're going to like, yeah, you're my friend or whatever, but I don't think you're going to sound as wonderful as, as you make it seem as such a, well, like a victim, you know? Right. Yeah, that's true. And and the danger with excuses, too, is it it doesn't make you accountable. Same mm-hmm. as not apologizing properly. Yeah, you don't think back on yeah. it. Hmm, Cause, why cause did this I, happen? I think the whole issue of a lot of people making excuses... Um, it, I love how my intention was to make this a funny episode, and here we are being real serious. But mm-hmm. anyways, here, here we are. Here we are. Um, excuses. Right? Well, well, I guess it's because excuses can cause a lot of problems. Yeah. You know, you don't take responsibility for your actions. If you do that to a long enough time, uh, I think that leads into people who become complainers mm. and whiners and all these other people who who I wouldn't really want to be friends with. Or, or if I ran a business, I certainly wouldn't want to hire these people. Sure. You know, um, and, and it's one thing. I get that life happens. You know, I get it. You know, I've had I've had students cancel on me 20 minutes before my lessons. And it sucks. I mean, I use that time to my advantage because I look at it as... An hour well, that's where part I can of your job. In a bit. You know, right. That's not their job. But, you know, but at the same time, as, but at as, the same time, I could. What I sh- probably should have done when I first started is I said, if you, if you do not give me a twenty-four oh, hour a cancellation fee, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like a dentist or right, something. Yeah. Right. Because I respect my time. My time is valuable. Right. Um, Theoretically, you could have booked someone else. Right. You know, now right. you're now that's lost. That's opportunity yeah. cost, I believe, exactly. is the term for an economic exactly. term. That's lost and money for me. Sure. And and some and some excuses are legit. You know, I've had to cancel lessons, too, on mm-hmm. short notice because we lost power. That happened twice. Another time I wasn't feeling very good. Sure. Um, but, but, you know, I think, once again, the difference is when, when the power went out or when I didn't feel good, I didn't say, I didn't say, all right, sorry, I can't do the lessons. You know, I said, all right, I'm really sorry. When can we reschedule that's a good time for them? It's funny that you say that mm-hmm. because um, I feel like before the pandemic, being sick was kind of not a respected excuse in the mm. U.S. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that is true. Where it's like it would, especially in like a corporate office, it wouldn't be uncommon for someone to like sneeze or like, you know, have some sort of sign of sickness and be like, sorry, don't mind me. I just got right. a little, I'm a little sick. Or kids going to and school now, sick. And, and now it's yeah. like uh, after a pandemic, it's like you're almost a straight up criminal. Right. If you're just knowingly coming to work with some sort of, you know, especially, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Contagious virus. Right. Yeah. And it's like people, it's like even like um, uh, uh, Michael Jordan playing with the flu. It's like, can we like, like, is he, was he a, almost breaking a, a, a like, was that second degree well, they, attempted they, murder? <laughs> word on the street is, I guess, some people say that was actually food poisoning. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. But, but I know what like you mean. stomach flu. Yeah, right. Uh, this, this is an example, Either, but yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, like that yeah, happening, that happens at works, all, right. like workplaces all over the, right. the U.S., I would say. It's, but I think once again, it comes down to, um, are you are you being accountable? Hmm. And when you make an excuse, what are you doing to help that person? Because usually if you are, excuse me, if you are the one making the excuse, 
You need to have a solution. You're yes, you need to have yeah. a solution, and you're inconveniencing someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why you. That's why I view it. If you have to make an excuse, you also have to make the effort. Yeah. You know. Um, so, and at the same time, though, if it's something like we talked about with a friend of yours, maybe uh, not prioritizing certain things. Bobby. Right, Bobby. Good old Bobby. Uh, <laughs> then. You know, then then just take it for what it is. You know, don't yeah. don't take it personally. Sure. Um, but no, obviously, that's a different. Di- I think friendship excuses are also different than workplace or school, right. because it's, it's a different it's, relationship. You yeah, know, the person on exactly. a different level. Yeah, the dynamics can change. And I mean, look, there are some people that we have been great friends with when we were younger that we have no contact with now, mm-hmm. and, and throughout life, you know, I always wonder, people you meet, it's like, will, will, will I still know you or talk to you or be friends with you in twenty, thirty years? Maybe, maybe not. You know, it's it is really interesting, interesting to see excuses that people make at work because I like I'm just so anti excuse. And it's like some of the things people say, I'm like, I would never say this at work. What What are some things people say? I'm I don't really know. Curious. People just talk about how I, it's so weird sometimes hearing people say how busy they are mm. and like how they have like they what, have too much on their once plate again, or though, like Jared, that. I think I well, one, I think some people are just bad at time management and sure. I'm not great at it either. Sure. But I think that's one reason why people do that, too. I think a lot of people consider. Uh, it a good thing or virtuous to be busy all the time. I do think, right? I, Especially I mean, at work. I like. I have a friend. I have a friend. Uh, Chris Blaker. Let's mm-hmm. just pretend his name is Chris Blaker. Let's pretend. Every time I talk to him, though, he's one I was talking about. He's always got some debt. He's always like either just finishing up some big deadline or in the middle. Like he's always like, he's always like, I'm, ooh, on on the clock, on the clock. Right. It's always like it's like a like a like a uh, well a newsroom in like the 1950s or something. Right. You know where people are running over each other. It's like we got to get this deadline out. Got to right. get this big news story. It's hot. You know. It's like he's always like running. He's like I've been spending a long night. He's like ooh man I finally had a few days where I relaxed and he's like got another big deadline it's always just right. like big deadlines but that's also like, are you always job. just running around that's his job though too I think yeah I guess so I guess so yeah but that's, I think I think it though. does feel like it, like it's almost like some sort of virtuous thing and I don't have a yep. problem with it I don't care but it's like some sort of virtuous thing like look like look how hard of a worker I am you know it's mm-hmm. like the most the most the, like the priority of my life is work you know right. and it's like I always need an excuse why there's always an excuse the, the always an excuse you can never argue with as far as why I had to dip out on some sort of uh, ex- like uh, personal social event is work. You know, sorry, I had right. to work. Like that's such a it's an ex- easy ex- excuse. Ex- yeah, and it's like easy you can't argue out. with that because it's like, oh yeah, what are you doing right. at work? Show me the uh, show right. me your uh, Excel sheets or show me exactly. your articles that you're writing, whatever right. it is you're doing. It's like right. show me your work. What have you been working on, huh? Right. <laughs> but but I also think we need to not always take it so personally if. Somebody does look. I know it sucks if somebody cancels on you, or sure. or you know they have to be in a position to it make hurts. excuses for you. Oh, it hurts. But it's but it's important to not always take things personally because a lot of stuff is not in your control. Mm-hmm. So especially if if it's work related, you know, then there's really not much you can do. Sure. Uh, and same as a teacher, you know, I I can only, you know, I mean, it's like the age old <clears throat> saying: you can take a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. I've always had a job where. Um, like I can do stuff on my own mm-hmm. and it's a little, I'm, I'm in a little bit harder position position to blame people in general because it's like, yeah, I do some teamwork stuff, but it's like, it's a team. So it's like, Oh, I'm going to blame him when we're both expected to deliver right. something. Right. But it's like, you could, but you can definitely blame students, <laughs> you right. know, whether a student didn't show up or like a student didn't was so like distracting or, that right. he's like, I can't get rowdy, these rowdies. I don't know. Right. It's, it's easier to have like other things to blame. I would say. Oh, definitely. But it's also makes it, I think, 
sometimes people roll the, would roll their eyes a little more then because it's like, all right, this person's got the same excuse everyone else has. Right. True. You don't think that we've ever heard this? True. You don't think we've had to suffer through these same annoying children? Right, right, exactly. Yeah, you think this is really our first time? But with excuses, Jared, you know, if, if it does get under your skin or rattles you a little bit, one thing you can definitely do is enjoy some solid music. Yeah. And it's been uh, hard coming up with excuses during the, uh, oh, dude, at my company. Uh-huh. Um, they have now, well, maybe I shouldn't say this. But, uh, well, they, um, they, they, they put out a, 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 like a statement saying that like, people can't do private get-togethers, like big private get-togethers. Because mm-hmm. like, like work teams and stuff Makes are doing like, socially distant. Okay. And, um, and uh, it I made me so happy because I'm like, oh, good. Because like, I don't want to go. I, like, I went to one of them a long time ago, and it was fine or whatever, but I don't really want to go to other ones. Right. Like, it, may, it, kind, it didn't make me feel uncomfortable, but going, but like, I, I can't, some of these, these people go other places. Like, I can't keep up with this many people's schedules, and I can't, right. I, I don't know, it's just too much. And, they don't, and, and, and so it was kind of nice that I was like, oh, good. I don't have to make up excuses not to go right. to those anymore. Yeah, that is nice. It just seems like an unnecessary risk, especially if. I'm gonna. I still. I, I. I would like to. I'd rather come to your place on a regular basis than hang out with them once. You know, oh, once absolutely. in a random yeah. while. I, I would agree with you, buddy. And, and I, I feel like I I'd be throwing it. off that a lot. Right. If I'm like seeing a bunch of strangers. That's Tell true. us about this song. Let's the do song it. Song yeah. is first of all quite um some quite quite something interesting. Yeah. As you it, would say. It's polka pausa, which means like a few uh, a little break or a few breaks. Which, by the way, pausa. Uh, you caught. Yeah, that's the same in German. Break yep. is pausa mm-hmm. in German as yep. well. Spelled differently though. This is P A U S A. German it's P A U S E. Looks right. like English pause. It's, but it's similar though mm-hmm. because it's just how they pronounce. But they pronounce it the same way. Yeah, it's just how they would set, mm-hmm. spell what they pr- what they're. Well, I probably pronounce it more with a German accent probably than in Brazilian pa- Portuguese. Yeah, accent. there's probably more like pau or something yeah. like. Yeah, yeah I'm not know. sure. I'm not an expert. Um, but anyway, either. so it's called Poca Pausa. Uh, Poca Pausa Obrigado. by Clau Cortesia da Casa and Hakais, yeah. and it is like a has an interesting introduction to it um mm-hmm. it's not your typical I don't know, it's like i would call it hip-hop wouldn't you sure but it's definitely got like a portuguese like it was very very clearly portuguese right. to me in the early stages of listening do you to mean, it. what do is you, that sound that that is that seems so noticeable or brazilian it's maybe. that ow. I or can't is it do the it. drums or something it's the not ow. the rhythm it's it's the it's i think it's the inflection of their voice though because mm-hmm. the, the i don't of their know voice. portuguese well Right, but I was—I just guessed. I was like, "Is this Portuguese?" And you're like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Honestly, I, I really think a lot of it also that. comes down to, uh, a lot of it comes down to, uh, you kind of know what Spanish sounds like, sure, and you can tell it's—I can tell it's not Spanish, Spanish. But it's not Spanish, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Which then the alternative really is Portuguese, unless you want to talk about uh, Catalan or Basque, which I don't really know what those two languages sound like, to be honest. Right, me neither. Um, but Portuguese—it's kind of similar bit. with like Japanese and Korean characters. I can yeah. tell, like, I, obviously I can't read either of them, but I can tell the difference between right. the two of them. Right, because and even Korean Chinese, is a little Korean bit more and Japanese like, are yes. different. Yeah, yes, because yeah. K- J- Chinese seem to be a little more intricate. Yeah. Japanese seem to uh, it's more then, lines. I think, and the Koreans seem it's to have more, more curvy, yeah, 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 yeah. more curvy lines to it. I would agree. And I can feel like I can tell the difference between those three, but obviously right. I still don't know what any of yeah. them say. But anyways, this the song, song is. Uh, it, and then you started read. I wanted to know what first. I wanted to know what the title was. Mm-hmm. So you looked it up, but you looked up the whole lyrics. Yep. And we found out that it was very interesting. A very. It's, uh, a, it's a like a back and forth between a male and yeah, a female. I think so. Yeah. Very scandalous. I think a lot of hip-hop and and dance music in Mm -hmm. latin and south america is very flirtatious it's very you know you see this beautiful woman you want to approach her and and, right especially since they're so dance heavy in this culture right Right. i mean hip-hop you know the song has a really good beat yes it's really interesting it's not like your typical american hip-hop beat though either it has a lower kind of flair in Mm -hmm. a way to it um but yeah it's really good 
Um, and, and yeah, the, the, the sound of Portuguese, even sung and rapped, sure. I think sounds fantastic. I agree. Um, I agree. It's, it's weird, though. I wonder if for you and I, because we're English native speakers, we just like the sound of languages that aren't English but are similar. Hmm. What I mean by this is they have sounds and consonant clusters and vowels that make similar sounds that we're used to, right? Whereas if you look at sure. other languages, like Arabic, mm-hmm. you know, that has a lot of sounds that don't really exist in English. Um, not that I'm saying so I dislike can, Arabic where we music. Can, but where the sound is more recognizable to our right. ears. And I wonder if that's why we enjoy it, hmm. or it sounds nice to us. I'm I not bet sure. you on, on maybe a deeper level, that's why. It's like it's easier for us to comprehend right. li- li- like linguistically, even though we technically don't know what they're right. saying. But with music, you don't have to know what they're saying. Sure. It's about the sounds, right? But because you can, make you oh, right. But it's still easier to, 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 I think, capture the emotion. Yeah, when you, when you have agree. a better understanding of even like the sound of words, where it's like, oh, right. where you're like, oh, at least I recognize that tone because I sort of recognize that, like, oh, I'm going to guess that that word directly translates. I can't think of an example now, of course, right. but there are plenty of, like pause for example, if right. you know German. I liked it. It was cool. It was very sexual. Very yeah. sexual. Inter- interesting I song. Uh, yeah. I would be embarrassed to play yeah, that don't, with my don't, grandparents. Don't around. read the lyrics uh, or don't play it around a person who speaks Portuguese oh, if you, no. unless you're interested I just in me. <laughs> I don't know how they say that in Portuguese. But right. I don't think it's I'm like not that. sure either. But yeah, so check it out on our YouTube channel, Untranslatable Podcast, on the Song of the Pod playlist. Uh, Poca Pausa, it's definitely a good one. We'll get you moving. You betcha. Uh, absolutely. Uh, all right, well, to recap today's episode about excuses, um, I mean, obviously, there are definitely some funny ones, your typical ones, you know, dog ate my homework, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, but remember, if, if hopefully, if you're making excuses, they're legitimate and you really own up to them and take responsibility no one and try to move that. forward. Nobody does that. I'm try- trying to make a positive impact right, here, sure. Jared. Sorry, you I know. forgot you like to do um, that stuff. I do, yeah, sometimes. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyways, um, definitely try to be accountable um, and... Uh, what, and if you are on the other end stay receiving, hydrated. stay hydrated for sure. But if you're on the other end and you're receiving the excuses, some of them, maybe it's not worth your time, effort, or energy to take them too seriously yeah. or personally. I mean, that's how I think yeah. about it sometimes personally. I was like, if this is, if this is how seriously they take it, mm-hmm. there, there's no benefit for right. me to take it ser- like way more seriously than they do because then I'm, I'm exerting more energy than them and that doesn't seem fair to me personally, Absolutely. to my mental health to me more involved in it than the person that apparently is you know the equal contributor or whatever it exactly might be. exactly and i think i do a very good job of keeping a calm cool collected head i'm not gonna brag yep. but i think uh, my cognitive test came back i passed it i'm very cognitive the most cognitive and i think a lot of that has to do with just keeping a cool head and assessing situations and not letting people get to you you know that's fair think about how you can uh, improve the situation in yourself Definitely. Absolutely. That's Great words of wisdom today, Jared. I appreciate it. Uh, and I hope all of you out there listening appreciate it as well. Uh, so let us know what you thought about today's episode at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. You can slide into our DMs on Twitter, untranslatable1, the number one on Twitter. Uh, Untranslatable Podcast on Instagram. You can see uh, some beautiful scenery, some clips. Check us out. And lastly, please check out our Songs of the Pod on our YouTube channel, Song of the Pod playlist. We know you'll enjoy. So, as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yekuyame, muchas gracias, shisha, and dosvidanya. Just a couple chords, Jerry. That's all it takes. Ooh, chords. It's a scorcher. It is. It is. But the but camera survived. Out. My computer survived. Yeah. Here we are out here. We're doing it. 
The Graham needs this chat. Yeah. The Graham calls Beautiful. Beautiful day, really. I mean, I wouldn't mind a little bit cooler, but, you know. Yeah, it's a little hot, but uh, it, took a, it did take a little bit.